This, ladies and gentlemen, is the shade. What is up? What's happening? This is the shade. Right here. On Active FM. With Gloire. Misash. Tabo. And today, we are doing 10 bizarre experiments that completely crossed the line. The... We don't know which line, they went past but they crossed it. The line. <laughs> <laughs> they went, finish they crossed line, the line. You know, finish yeah. line, straight line, skew line, curved line. Psychology line. Oh. That's a, a psychological good line. Right? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so while we wrap our brain around <laughs> this line, I feel like we should do something that is not this intense first. Yes. And then, you know, just give ourselves a breather and then, you know, go for it. So, so go um, before the line. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll put the line aside for now. Mm. Just be there. Oh, we'll put the line on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are putting the line on the side, which makes it the sideline. Oh, okay. Okay, nice and tailored there. Thank you. All right, All right. English is not my motherland. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought you were going to go do do do. You have to switch it up. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. So the first one is from our producer herself. Oh, again. Uh-huh. I promise you, this is some type this is of her segment. record. This is her segment. Yes. She is basically. And we today we'd like to thank our sponsor, our producer, Kayla, for English is Not My Motherland. She has been a faithful sponsor yes. to English is Not My Motherland. Yeah. And we are grateful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first one. From our sp- our sponsor, our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla 2022. Just pretend the camera is each other. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> the camera is each other. What? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think what she meant to say. I'm just like I don't know. I, each other. The camera is each other. Yes. Oh, w- did she mean like another person? Just pretend the camera is each other. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to make sense what of that What was she one. trying to say? So she was speaking to uh, people who were Filming. about to film and yeah. then they were scared. Okay. So she was telling them to basically calm down, relax and view the camera as another a, person. A person, yes. okay. Oh. So now just pretend the camera is each other. And then, then oh, the people all like... Oh, wait. I think I actually understand what she was saying. As in like... They're obviously comfortable because it was a group of people, right? Yes, it so was they're a obviously group of comfortable with each, each other. other. So she was saying to them, "Pretend that the camera is just one of you." Like they, yeah, yeah. Shame these things really are taken yeah. out of context. But she said it, and then like people nodded their heads, <laughs> and then they clicked, and then they're like, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> she was like, "Don't know it, no it, no." Too late. Well, but that is yeah. That that is good advice, though. Besides the yeah, no, this is good advice. Yeah, this yeah. is very good advice. Yes, it is. Is that it? For is that English it? is not my motherland this week. We have no more dirt, no more. For now, for now, for now, people oh, yeah, have been um, outside our radius. Our so radar, you mean? Oh, flip. <laughs> Ah, Tumble 2022 no, no, no. on air. People are outside, outside our, our radius. radius. It still makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving back to 10 bizarre experiments that completely cross the line. So these experiments are actually psycho- psych- psychology experiments, right? Mm. And they have been tried and tested. Yeah. On? 
on the people that on people. we're going to be told about. These but as in what I'm saying is these are actual oh, experiments. Like, this is true. And they happened. They did. They did happen, yes. So psychological studies can be a key to understanding what makes people tick. Yet some individuals have gone about their research in rather unusual and sometimes morally dubious ways. Ooh. Furthermore, while these research Researchers' findings may increase the sum of knowledge on human behavior. The methods that a number of psychologists have used in order to test theories have at times overstepped the ethical boundaries or might even appear somewhat sadistic. So that is the line we are mm. talking about. Mm. 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 Ethical boundary line. Yeah. Humane. Yes. Okay, so these are 10 experiments, right? So the first experiment was conducted in 1961. I actually watched a film about this. It's, it's actually a very good... Okay, let me reword that. If you are into feel-good movies, you won't enjoy the film. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's one of those where it's, it just tells you what happened. Like, like, that is it. It's a true story. Yeah. So this is called the Milgram experiment, right? So in a nutshell, what happened was... A uh, Yale University social psychology professor, Stanley Milgram, embarked on his now infamous series of experiments in 1961. Prompted by the trial of high-ranking Nazi and Holocaust coordinator Adolf Eichmann, Milgram wished to assess whether people would really carry out acts that clashed with their conscience if so directed by an authority figure. For each test, Milgram lined up three people who were split into the roles of the experimenter, which is actually what the, the film was called, or the authority figure, the teacher and the learner, and the learner was actually an actor. After that, the teacher, so the teacher, in other words, the person playing the teacher was the only person that didn't know that this was a setup, a, a setup basically. They were, the, they were actually who they were testing the experiment on. Mm. So after the, the teacher would be separated from the learner and told to comply with the experimenter, who was the authority figure, yeah. and they would attempt to tutor the learner in sets of word pairs. The penalty for a wrong answer by the learner was shocking in more ways than one as they pretended to receive painful and increasingly strong jolts of electricity that the teacher thought they were delivering even though no real shocks were inflicted the ethics of the experiments came under close scrutiny owing to the uh, to the severe psychological stress placed on its volunteer subjects hmm. so basically what happened was this person was told if if so i i don't know What's happening with the experiment? Tabo yeah. does, right? Tabo is the learner and I'm the teacher. And if I ask Tabo questions and if he gets it wrong, I have to shock him. So yeah. I, there's a machine in front of me. I have to shock him, right? And every time he gets it wrong, I have to take the voltage up. <laughs> and literally what happened, the scary part is this. So the person, the teacher that was doing the shock. So Tabo's not actually getting really shocked. He's an actor and he's just screaming out, pretending he's getting shocked. Mm -hmm. But eventually he starts saying, I don't want to be a part of the experiment. Let me out. The, the people would all turn to the, the instructor and say, I, don't, I, I, I think we should stop. They don't want to continue. And the instructor, all the instructor would say was, please continue with the experiments. It's vital that you continue. 
And mm. just based on that, he didn't put a gun to their head. No. He didn't threaten their family. He didn't do. He literally just asked them nicely to continue shocking this poor person just mm. for giving the wrong answer. And all of them, there were very few people that that actually stepped out of the experiment. But most most people went all the way to basically shocking them until the person was no longer responding. Hmm. So in the in the person's mind, the person that they are uh, doing the experiment on. Mm. In their mind, that person was now basically in a, in a coma or dead. Yeah. In their and mind. then and then the person would then turn around and be like, I think we should check on them. They're no longer responding. And the instructor would say, the experiment needs you to continue. What? And and then they say if there's no response, it's taken as a wrong answer. So even if you now they're not responding you then keep shocking them and they weren't they weren't tied to their chair the room was just around the corner they could have literally stood up and gone to check on the person themselves and none of them did it so basically they killed the person and not wanting to it's not like they wanted to they felt bad about it and they were like after the experiment that's why it came under scrutiny because the amount of the people that were involved in the experiments like i think felt so bad at what they had done yeah. Under like no, they weren't under any stress. It was literally just being politely told to continue the experiment. Hmm. So basically the test was, why would a whole lot of German people kill innocent Jewish people just because Hitler told them to? Because it's not like all the Germans were like Hitler. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hitler was Hitler. And then maybe you had a few officers and stuff, but the majority of the German army weren't psychopaths, if you understand what I'm saying. So mm. how did he get a whole nation to go off and kill like that? Just by his word. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's how he proved. That's, and the crazy part is this. Before he did the experiments, he got... Um, so he spoke to a whole lot of different psychologists to actually say, like, what do you think will happen? And every single person said they won't go through with it. Like, every... Sa- he didn't even think people would go through with it. So he was just doing the experiment to check. And he was he was shocked by by the findings. Insane, right? <laughs> that is crazy. Okay, yeah. so that's the first one. The second one is called the Little Albert Experiment, done in 1920. Ooh, this one sounds cute, right? The Roaring Twenties. <laughs> the Roaring Twenties. So things were different in the 1920s. Back then, you could take a healthy baby and scare it silly in the name of science. Yes, go. Cool. Yeah, yeah, which is exactly. <laughs> What American social psychologist John B. Watson did at John Hopkins University. Interested to learn if he would be able to condition a child to fear something ordinary if coupled with something else that he supposed triggered inborn fear. Watson borrowed, he borrowed, eight-month-old baby Albert for an unethical psychological experiment. First, Watson introduced the child to a white rat. Observing that it didn't scare Albert, Watson then reintroduced the rat, only this time together with a sudden loud noise. Naturally, the noise frightened Albert. Watson then deliberately got Albert to associate the rat with the noise until the baby couldn't even see the rat without bursting into tears. So there was no noise, but because he saw the rat, he automatically thought of the loud noise. Mm. Essentially, the psychologist gave Albert a pretty unpleasant phobia. Moreover, Watson went to make the infant distressed when seeing a rabbit, a dog, and even the furry white beard of Santa Claus. By the end of the experiments, Albert might have well been traumatized for life. 
What? That's intense shame. So they scarred. I wonder if the so mom So where did they paid. borrow Albert from? The mother? <laughs> I don't know. Like who which, else which you borrow parents, a baby from? <laughs> which parents in their right mind? It was the roaring 20s. Damn. Maybe that's the thing. Yeah. Just make sure I bring <laughs> him back. <laughs> Feed him twice a day. He'll be fine. I suppose though, what they did is they didn't like hurt him physically. Yeah. So there was no harm physically. Maybe they were like thinking of, you know, there's no harm physically done to the child. Yeah, but then there is eternal emotional the fear. trauma of yeah. white rats. Or Santa Claus's or beard. Santa Claus's beard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, next experiment. Stanford Prison Experiment 1971. Notice these were all done like long ago. Where are the experiments now? I feel like... Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, in August 1971, Stanford University psychology professor Philip Zimbardo decided <laughs> to test the theory that conflict and ill treatment involving prisoners and prison guards is chiefly down to individuals' personality traits. Zimbardo and his team set up a simulated prison in the Stanford Psychology Building and gave 24 volunteers the roles of either the prisoner or guard. The participants were then dressed according to their assigned roles, with Zimbardo handing himself the part of superintendent. While Zimbardo had steered the guards towards creating a scene of powerlessness among the mock prisoners, what happened was pretty disturbing. Oh my goodness. Around four of the dozen guards became actively sadistic. Prisoners were stripped and humiliated, left in unsanitary conditions and forced to sleep on concrete floors. One was shut in a cupboard. Zimbardo himself was so immersed in his role that he didn't notice the severity of what was going on. After six days, his girlfriend's protests persuaded him to hold the experiment, but not before at least five of the prisoners had suffered emotional trauma. What? So wait, these people got so involved in their roles that they just went and tortured people. <laughs> that is, ah. that is okay. Ah, no, it's not okay. No, no, <laughs> it's not, no. no, no I, I, I didn't know you. what to say. So, <laughs> yeah, wow, that is intense. What the hell? I feel like there should be rules like that these things should be checked like out by the universities yeah like mm -hmm. what are you fuck. doing for me the 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 milgram experiments i know it like traumatized people but for me that one like that's not like this do you yeah. understand what i'm saying like like the person could have at any point said no they weren't holding a gun to the person said they were do you get what i'm saying like yeah. th that the person was like oh no but that it was proving like human nature type of thing and there's no physical harm to anyone. Yeah. Uh, that one was just freaky. Okay. Yeah. Next up, monkey drug trials, 1969. While their findings may have shed light on the psychological aspects of drug addiction, three researchers at the University of Michigan Medical School arguably comple completely overstepped the mark in 1969 by getting monkeys hooked on illegal substances. What? So what they did was they injected... No, this is animal cruelty. They yeah. injected the unwitting primates with drugs, including cocaine, um, morphine, LSD, and alcohol. Why? In order to see if the animals would then go on f to freely administer doses um, 
of the, the stuff themselves, the deadly substances themselves. Many of the monkeys did. While the researchers claimed established a link between drug abuse and psychological dependence, still, given the fact that the conclusions cannot necessarily be applied to humans, the experiment may have had questionable scientific value. Moreover, even if a link was determined, the method was quite possibly unethical and undoubtedly cruel, especially since some of the monkeys became a danger to themselves and died. That is animal cruelty. I feel like they could have just gone to a neighborhood where people administer drugs on themselves and mm-hmm. observed. Yeah. <laughs> like, why did they have to go and do that? Yeah, they literally target, like targeted the monkeys. Ah. <laughs> Number yeah. six. I feel like these are just getting worse and worse. I vote the best one so far is the Milgram experiment. Yeah, the first one. Yeah. yeah. So that For me, that one... Okay, personally, I don't think that one crossed the line. I understand why the people were upset because yeah. they didn't like what they did. Yeah. But it wasn't like they were forced not to do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? They, yeah. Okay, number six, the Bobo Doll Experiment, 1961 to 1963. Mm. In the early 1960s, Stanford University psychologist Albert Bandura attempted to demonstrate that behavior, in this case violent behavior, can be learned through observation of reward and punishment. (laughs) To do this, he acquired 72 nursery-age children together with a large inflatable toy known as the Bobo doll. He then made a subset of the children watch an adult violently beating and verbally abusing the toy for around 10 minutes. Alarmingly, Banduro found that out of the dozen children who witnessed this display, in many cases, the behavior was imitated. Left alone in the room with the Bobo doll once the adult had gone, the children became verbally and physically aggressive towards the doll, attacking it with an intensity arguably frightening to see in one so young. In 1963, Bandura carried out another Bobo doll experiment that yielded similar results. Nevertheless, the psychology research has since come under fire on ethical grounds, seeing as its subjects were basically trained to act aggressively with possible longer-term consequences. That's intense, too. For me, though... This is like the Mulgram experiment. It's just yeah. proving human nature. Yeah. And actually proves the importance of like how we really can pick up things from just what. That's scary though. Mm-hmm. That these little children would like just. But that, you know what? Actually, wait, we know this. Because haven't you noticed like if a kid is at school and he bullies people. Yeah. Very, very often the parent is doing either that to the child or doing that to like the child's mother yeah do you get what i'm saying so like the child gets it from somewhere yeah so i feel like this experiment kind of it needed to be done Mm. so we can see what is the state of human nature okay the next one homosexual aversion therapy 1967 Aversion therapy to cure homosexuality was once a prominent subject of research at various universities. A study detailing attempts at treating a group of 43 homosexual men was published in the British Medical Journal in 1967. The study recounted researchers M.J. McCulloch, I think that's how you pronounce his surname, and M.P. 
Feltman experiments in a version therapy at Manchester, UK's Crampsall Hospital. The researchers' volunteers were shown slides of men that they were told to keep looking at for as long as they considered it appealing. After eight seconds of such a slide being shown, however, the test subjects were given an electric shock. Slides showing women were also presented and the volunteers were able to look at them without any punishment involved. Although the researchers suggested that the trials had some success in curing their participants, in 1994, the American Psychological Association deemed homosexual aversion therapy dangerous and ineffective. I just honestly feel like shock therapy is not the way in any, in any, like, I know they even do it like mentally. Yeah. yeah. I don't think shocking people is a way to fix things. <laughs> Definitely not. I don't, yeah. Yeah, no shame. Okay, next one. The third wave, 1967. How was the Holocaust allowed to happen? It's one of history's burning questions. It's actually very true. And yeah. when Ron Jones, a teacher at Palo Alto's Kuberly High School was struggling to answer it for his sophomore students in 1967, he resolved to show them instead. On the first day of his experiments, Jones created an authoritarian atmosphere in his class, positioning himself as a sort of World War II style supreme leader. But as the week progressed, Jones' one-man brand of fascism turned into a school-wide club. <laughs> students came up with their own ideas and adopted <laughs> a nazi-like salute oh my goodness they were taught to firmly obey jones commands and become anti-democratic to the core even informing one another on one another jones new ideology dubbed the third wave spread like wildfire by the fourth day the fourth day this is insane the teacher was concerned that the movement he'd unleashed was getting out of hand and brought the experiment to a halt on the fifth day he told the students that they had invoked a similar feeling of supremacy to that of the german people under the nazi regime thankfully there were no repercussions hectic that's intense mm -hmm. because the kids what themselves asked him why did how how did the holocaust happen and then they themselves do you understand what i'm saying <laughs> wow mm. okay number three ucla uh, schizophrenia medication experiment 1983 to 1994 that's a long time mm -hmm. from 1983 psychologist keith h something nuctorlane I think that's how you pronounce his surname and psychiatrist michael gilton gutlin from the ucla medical center command at now a now controversial study into the mental process of schizophrenia specifically they were looking into ways in which sufferers of the mental disorder relapse and we're trying to find out if any if there are any um predictors to achieve this, they had schizophrenics from a group of hundreds involved in the program taken off their medication. Such medication is not without its nasty side effects and the research may hold important findings about the condition. Nevertheless, the experiment has been criticized for not sufficiently protecting the patients in the events of schizophrenic symptoms returning, nor did it clearly determine the points at which the patients should be treated again. What is more, this has the tragic consequences in 1991 when former program participants Antonio Lamadrid killed himself from jumping from nine floors up despite having been open about his suicidal state of mind and supposedly under the study's watch. 
Mein Flo. This is the thing though. Ah, this is the question. Should we should we do experiments? Should we do experiments like this? Like if it's gonna affect someone's health st but ah, suppose most mo me modern medi medicine was first experimented. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. So we possibly find that the medicine that we have now wasn't there back then. And then it came to uh. these experiments. Okay, two left. Hopefully these ones aren't Wee. hectic. The Monster <laughs> Study, oh, 1939. No. That sounds, That's bad because we're going back early yeah. now. Okay, appropri appropriately branded the Monster Study by its mm. contemporaries, psychologist Dr. Wendell Johnson's speech therapy Oh, that's interesting. A speech therapy okay. experiment okay. was at first kept a secret in case it damaged his professional reputation. Whoa. The University of Iowa's Johnson's drafted in grad graduate students Mary Tudor to carry out the 1939 experiment for her master's thesis, whilst Johnson himself supervised. 22 orphaned children, 10 of whom had issues with stuttering, were put into two groups, each containing a mix of those with and without speech disorders. One of the groups was given positive, encouraging feedback about their verbal communication, while the other was utterly um, disparaged for their sometimes non-existent speech problems. The findings were recorded... The six-month study had a major impact even on those who had no prior talking difficulties, making some insecure and withdrawn. In 2007, half a dozen of the former subjects were given a large payout by the state of Iowa for what they had endured, with the claimants reporting lifelong psychological and emotional scars. That's intense. Yeah. So, in other words, they gave some people speech problems <laughs> because they just told them they were doing a bad job but this this ruins some like someone's life yeah that's the thing like the entire life and honestly is this not like is this not common sense mm. like could you not have gone to because there were speech therapists in those days i know that because um king henry so the the the, the current queen's father had um a very bad speech impediment he literally couldn't speak he stuttered terribly <laughs> and he went to there's still a movie about it called the king's speech he went to a um speech therapist and was fixed so i feel like they did have speech ther therapists in those days so why didn't they just go to the speech therapist and like observe there yeah look at the different techniques and except i think if they'd gone to a speech therapist they only get to see the side where um, your speech is made right in a sense and not the opposite like the whole reverse well no you can look at the how successful so you look at the success rates of different speech therapists yeah. and then you look at their methods and then figure out from there which one which method is actually the best true do you understand what I'm saying yeah mm. okay number one David Raymar 1967 to 1977, a whole 10 years. Canadian David Raymar's life was changed drastically on account of one's John Hopkins University professors. These professors are ruining people's lives. Yeah. After a botched, oh my goodness, <laughs> after a botched circumcision procedure left Ray, Raymar with disfiguring genital damage at six months old, his parents took him to be seen by John Money, a professor of medical psychology. Um, who advocated the theory of gender neutrality. What? 
arguing that gender identity is first and foremost learned socially from a young age. Uh, no. Uh, that's, it's, no. It's based on, uh, seriously? <laughs> seriously? <sighs> Money suggested that although Raynar, basically his private parts could not be repaired, he could and should undergo sex reassignment surgery and be raised as a female. Oh my goodness. In 1967, Raymar began the treatment that would turn him into Brenda. However, mm. despite further visits to money over the next 10 years, Raymar was never really able to identify himself as a female, obviously, and lived as a male from the age of 14. He would go on to have treatment to undo the sex reassignments, but the ongoing experiments had prompted extreme depression in him, an underlying factor that contributed to his 2004 suicide. John Money, meanwhile, was mired in controversy. You know, it's sad. They're doing this to people today. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how this... Okay, this doesn't make any sense. How can we classify this as an experiment that went over the line, but then be standing up for people to change their gender? Mm. When, like, there's cases, there's thousands of cases of people who went through it and either committed suicide or are literally out speaking against it because they've said it ruined my life and it yeah. didn't change or help anything. Yeah, there's, there's even some who've changed and then eventually they like flip. Then they try and change back. But now... They can't... Well, they, they can't... Yeah, that's the thing. And now they've wasted like 30 or 20 years of their lives being, yeah. being someone that they thought they would love to be, but... I wonder why they took him, though, to a professor of medical psychology. Because he was a baby. He was six months old. Yeah. Like, why would you go... Just go to a normal... He, okay, so he was medical psychology and um, pediatrics. But just go to a normal pediatrician. Like, why... Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Why would you take your, your six-month-old baby to a medical psychologist? Psychologist for what? Like, it's got nothing to do with his brain. Yeah. It was a bad circumcision. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> probably got a bad recommendation or something, maybe. But that stuff you, you can't afford to. This is the thing for me. This one is the worst because he committed suicide. So yeah. in the other ones, they ob okay. The monkey one was also bad because they they <laughs> like the other ones. I'm not saying they were okay because they left people like psychologically not okay, mm -hmm. which th that's not okay. They they yeah. can't do that. But with this one and with the monkey one, the monkey and and um, Raymo's life was taken be yeah. just because someone wanted to do an experiment. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, no, that is. This one def definitely. This one's the worst. Yeah. yeah. This one is the worst. And and what actually makes me upset is. We've got this experiment and yet people are still pushing for this today mm. and saying it's a human right and no, you must let people do it because they need to... I, I don't care what excuse you come up with. There's literally an experiment against it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. This is intense. Yeah, I yeah. think <laughs> if... This might have been the most <laughs> <dead changer. laughs> If the right people get their hands on that article, they'll probably take it down. But they can't though. Because people are fighting for him. <laughs> Glory just shrugged. All yeah, of um, those who are listening. <laughs> yeah. Because like, what do you mean when you say they can't? They can't take it down. 
Why not? Because it's first of all, it's a university study, and second of all, someone died. <laughs> <laughs> so can't just take it down. But Thank I suppose, you. yeah, no, they'll do everything they can yeah. to take it. And I suppose, like, where's this? Ex like, this is the first time we've heard of this experiment. No, it is. Actually, so, it like, is. why? Why is, why is that? Why haven't we heard of this experiment before? We've heard of useless things. Yeah, like, how it, how it changed my life. And <laughs> but I think the whole problem is that, that people think so. This is what this... And most people think like this. The psychologists argued that gender identity is first and foremost learned socially from a young age no it's not you don't learn you don't the gender has nothing to do with social whatever yeah. and you don't learn your gender you don't you do you no one no one even chooses their gender you realize <laughs> not realize you you are given a gender yeah, yeah, yeah. and then that is it full mm -hmm. stop you are born there's no confusion there's yeah, no like from the time you're born you're born knowing what you are you In don't fact, need to be they told. can even tell before you were born yeah, yeah. Just depends if your parents wanted to do know or not, you know. Mm -hmm. Some parents want the surprise. Yeah. Other parents want to plan the room. So they they <laughs> want to know is it a boy or <laughs> is it a girl? <laughs> or they want to have a gender reveal. Yeah, party. Gender reveal. Like what's gonna happen to the gender reveal party <laughs> business? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, next thing is uh there's a child. Child is like six years old, gender gender choice party. Oh my goodness, no. please no. no. That's scary because oh my goodness. <laughs> Okay, so the reason we did the show was because we actually, as The Shade, wanted to do our own experiment. Yes. Yeah. But we're not going to do a psychological experiment. No. Because psychological experiments are just... We don't want to mess anyone up, you know. <laughs> we don't want to be responsible for someone having a fear or whatever. Yeah. So we are going to find a social... If you have any ideas, you can let us know. But we are going to find a social experiment and we're going to do it. Execute it. Yeah. Execute it. And take notes. Yeah, but until then, this has been The Shade. This has been an educational show. It has. So, um, <laughs> from yeah. us to you, Fade to Shade. Active FM. Radio has never been better.